and welcome back to that first step podcast. On today's show, it is another solo episode and we are focusing all on virtual interviews in the workplace. Now, I do appreciate you wouldn't think interviews were in the middle of a pandemic. Why (laughs) am I moving jobs or trying to create more stress? Well, I do know a lot of people in this time who have unfortunately lost roles, have moved companies, and there are also still people going for promotions. So I thought now would be a good time to record an episode whereby I share my tips and tricks, my experiences in interviewing, and also just be a little bit of helping hand to anyone right now who's thinking about moving jobs or interviewing for a new position. But disclaimer, a heavy disclaimer, I am definitely not an expert. I 100% don't know everything and some of these things that I'm suggesting you might not agree with and that is absolutely fine. But this is just my experience and I hope this will help you and guide you and give you a bit more confidence in preparation for any upcoming interviews you may have. So without further ado, let's get into the show. So we're in 2020. That means I have been working for five years. I'm out of college five years. After studying finance in UCC, I started consulting with a global consulting firm and I moved to New York and then London, then Boston, then back to New York. That story is actually available as well on the podcast and it's, I think it's the first one I did. So if you want to have a listen to that first step to leaving your comfort zone, definitely check that one out. But why I'm telling you that is because in the last five years, I have had my fair share of interviews. Definitely at the consulting firm, you are hired by them. However, project to project to project, you are always interviewing with new banks or new financial institutions to get that particular contract. And that has definitely taught me a lot with regards interviews. So to begin, I thought I would start by differentiating between an internal interview versus an external interview, because I definitely do think there are different qualities and I suppose different skill sets needed for both and also different ways of going around them. Some might say an internal interview might be easier. However, you also have the idea that going for an external interview no one in there knows you, there's no preconceived opinions about your work ethic or your personality that someone may or may not like in the new team. So I thought it might be good to start off by looking at internal. Okay, so recently enough, back in July, I went myself for an internal promotion. And thankfully, I worked super hard and I was successful, which I'm, this is not a brag. (laughs) It's just more that this is quite new. It's quite relevant. And 
it's also quite fresh in my mind so I thought it might be a good chance to share those tips and what I learned from speaking with other people in a similar position to me and share it with you guys if you have any upcoming interviews or internal promotions yourselves. So the first thing is whether it's a role like mine where it's targets driven and when you've hit your quota you're legible to go for promotion or if in other companies whereby a role becomes free. So I would recommend the first thing to do is check in your own team whether you are ready to move, speak with your manager, look at your current performance, look at your past reviews and see if they're all ticking the box and a promotion could be on the cards for you. Then after that I would look at where you want to go. So map out where you want to be in maybe two years time and then look at the path that will take you there. So whether that is a data role, whether that's a sales role, a customer success role in tech, or whether that's management, moving into director, or whatever kind of a role in your organization you're looking into. You look at then the next best step that will get you to your end goal. So once you have that mapped out, you can figure out when is the particular promotion available or when is the next interview process going ahead. So just in, I suppose to use my experience as an example, I knew in May time that I'd be looking for an interview in maybe July time to then maybe promote within a couple of months of that once I had the interview done and the headcount was available. So in May, I was trying to figure out what team or what next best step would be best for my career path. So once I had that figured out, it wasn't too difficult and it didn't take too long, but I then made it my mission, I suppose, to speak with other people in that current role. And I would recommend that as a quite a big tip because what you might perceive to be that role or the daily tasks or just the demand and what you need to be successful in that role it may be incorrect you might have maybe thought it was more than it was or that there was less work involved and maybe you you don't want to go that way so the first I suppose tip there will be seek out people in that position speak to two or three people you don't want to as well speak to too many people because you also have your current day job so speak to two to three people in that role figure out a general consensus of that role the managers that they have in that team what their personalities are like what the demands are and just the general day-to-day of the job and then again once you've figured out okay tick I really want to do that now especially after speaking to people in that role then the next step I would recommend is speaking to the hiring managers. Why this is so important is for a few reasons and I will get into them but first of all if your company has an org chart or just some sort of a a chart where you can see the levels or the hierarchy of how the system works or who directs into who or who reports to who 
that way you can figure out who are the best people to speak with. So in my particular instance, I found out there was a good few hiring managers and I really wanted to take the opportunity to try and speak with all of them because before you even ever go for interview, these are the potential people who will be managing you for the next year or two years or more than two years. So you also need to make sure that you will get on with them, that you will be a good fit for their team and that they see you as a good fit for their team. So at the end of the day, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever way you look at it, you spend more time with your colleagues than you do your family and your friends. So I really do think it is super important to be comfortable and to be happy spending your days with these people and it's so important regardless in your career to like your job and to be happy in your job and thankfully I've never had a Sunday dreading the Monday and I know a lot of people who have that so I know myself I'm very fortunate in that instance as well but sorry back to the hiring managers so once you figure out who they are get to know them message them send them an email but super important is when you send them that email is to write in the agenda exactly what you want to speak about so maybe a week before or you know a couple of days before you send them a quick email introducing yourself and asking for 15 minutes of their time and have a quick abc or one two three agenda of what you want to speak about and the purpose of that meeting. Because I've actually heard from lots of senior leaders in the business that people sending invites to meetings with no agenda and no real purpose is one of the biggest turnoffs in people, in colleagues, in work. So from the get-go, before you've ever fully even spoken to these people, you are showing them that you mean business, that you're not a time waster, and that you are I suppose efficient and you're kind of on a mission as well like you're showing them from the outset you want this job you want to be on their team and an example of an agenda like this would be um, agenda semicolon or colon again I was a maths head not English so excuse the grammar but number one introduction to and then your name number two talk about the role and your team and the number three could be Q&A or any other business or whatever you want to put yourself but having that in the email and then in the calendar invite that person 10 minutes before when they get the notification will know okay I'm meeting Jess or I'm meeting another person this is what they want to speak about okay great and they know what they're also getting themselves into and that will also maybe give them the time to get prepared themselves so I think that's a super important tip so it's 10 minutes before your meeting you want yourself to be in a good headspace calm have a few questions for them engage with them be presentable and also have your space set up so that you have your your screens where you need them to be that you have your questions and your notes And don't be afraid as well, as I said, to ask them questions and be engaged. I always have a few questions in my back pocket ready to go 
especially if I'm meeting someone new. And also, you will be having your interview soon with these people. It could be two weeks later, a week later, or a month later. But they are the people deciding whether you are successful or not in that interview. So you are getting 15 to 30 minutes, depending how much time you put in their calendar, to understand what makes them tick, what they look for in a candidate, what they hate in a presentation. Do they like creative? Are they analytical? What style suits them? Who do they want on their team? You have 15 to 30 minutes to build your presentation to suit these potential managers. Why would you not take complete advantage of this? And it's not a calculated effort. It's not something that you're being sneaky, in my opinion, or you know, wormy behavior or whatever. To me, it's just professional. And later on, when we talk about the interview, I will definitely discuss why this is important as well. But for now, it's important to get across your personality. Because on the day of the interview, whether it's nerves, whether it's you're having a bad day, or whatever it is, you might not get across your personality and show them who you really are. So take this 15 to 30 minutes beforehand to shine and to say, I'm this person. This is what makes me tick. This is what I'm passionate about. I love this role because X. I want to join your team because Y. This is my long-term strategy. Please help me get there. Also, I want to ask you a question. Why did you join this business? Why did you want to go into management? Why do you... I don't know, anything like what you like to do after work, you know, get to know them or do you work long hours? Um, Is there something lacking on your team that I could potentially bring to the table? Do your team have any current challenges that maybe my strengths can complement? And don't be afraid to ask these questions because in the two to three weeks or the month later, when the interview rolls around, you will be able to take these beautiful bites of information and plug them into your interview and into your panel. And they will be like, oh my God, she listened. She was actively listening. Or, wow, I told him I didn't like that style of presentation. And thankfully he listened and he's not doing it. So you're really showing you care. And by putting in the pre-interview, it makes the interview process so much easier. So now we are prepping for the panel. This is the best time to reach out to those people on the team you spoke with before and ask for any presentation slides, ask for recommendations, also ask for their feedback. What do they do that wasn't correct? Or in hindsight, what would they have done better? And implement this into your interview strategy. Again, I know this sounds so calculated and analytical and sounds like a lot of time and effort, but I can assure you when you have all of this done and it is five minutes to your interview, you will be a lot more calm knowing that you gave it your all and you spoke with the right people and however it goes on that day, you put in your hardest work, your best effort and you're hoping the people 
whether it's through Zoom or Hangouts or Microsoft Teams or whatever form of virtual process your interview is being done will go well. So again, taking my experience as an example, my interview was on a Friday and that whole week I was so, so nervous. But to ensure I was ready for that Friday, the previous Monday, so four days before, I invited three to four people, it was four in the end, four people I take really seriously, I value their opinion, I knew they would have my best interests at heart, but I also know they would challenge me and put me to the test. So once I had those four people ready and accepted and they were available and so good and I can't thank them enough for giving me that time, I invited them to this thing called a dry run. And this is where you do your whole interview, do your whole presentation and showcase all your hard work in showing why you are the best fit for this role, but to four people that will definitely not be on the interview panel. This is a great way to practice for numerous reasons. But the most important reason I found is because the questions they were throwing at me were so challenging and I had not prepped for them. And by having this dry run, you are prepping for the unexpected. You are seeing how you handle questions that throw you but trying to remain calm try and think on your feet also be professional at all times especially when you are so nervous but also when you're trying to manage your time my biggest thing in an interview or in anything in life even in a podcast is ensuring I slow down my speech because especially when I am nervous or excited or any emotion really, I speak really quickly. And now that is fine to some people, especially people from Cork, whereas I think we all speak very quickly. But in a professional interview, it is very important to be articulate, have good clarity and diction, and especially virtually. When there's delays, the camera might be great quality, there's four people on a screen, you're trying to make eye contact but it's with the camera, not the person, you get nervous, you're sweaty, you're trying to move your slides but also look at them, remember your notes and also ensuring at the same time you're keeping it to under an hour. That level of multitasking, honest to God, is the hardest multitasking hour I will ever do and continue to do in future interviews in my life I believe because it's just a lot of pressure and I think the more opportunities you give yourself and you have to practice this multitasking monstrosity masterpiece whatever you want to call it is so beneficial and at the end of the day will benefit you to no end so a dry run That's what I call it. I'm sure there are other names in other companies, but it it is exactly what it is. You're doing a run through of your panel presentation in the hope that these people you've invited will push you, give you good feedback, 
challenge you and then at the end of it all sit down with you and say this was great this was rubbish that slide made no sense it was too long it was too short you went on a tangent you went on four tangents I don't understand the theme I asked you this question and you went blank I asked you this question and you didn't answer it correctly and then all of a sudden you're like oh my goodness thank you because you have spent a couple of weeks prepping this presentation and they've kind of ripped it apart but they've also trimmed the fat and made the best areas shine and also kind of dented your armor a bit so when the real presentation comes along the proper interview you are ready and waiting for those tough questions you have a few answers in your back pocket and also you've gotten a lot of the nerves out of the way so when you're doing it the second time around for the real deal you're kind of ready to go and you've also practiced with your time management which is one of the pet peeves I've heard from interviewees or interviewers rather and candidates not getting the job if you've had a couple of weeks to prepare for an interview knowing full well you have just under an hour slot to put across your best self to shine to prove why you're the best candidate and also manage the audience and make sure they're engaged you're already halfway there because those skills are prevalent in every single job opportunity that I'm going for and that a lot of other people of my generation are too. So I think this is a really important point in, again, in my opinion. (laughs) Okay, so I've spoken about the two months before, the month before, the week before, a couple of days before, and now the night before. I think it is super important to get your outfit ready because even on a virtual and they can only see your face or your head, neck and shoulders, I myself wore a pair of my favourite heels just for that confidence boost. So I would recommend wearing something that makes you feel confident, that's also comfortable and also quite light because I don't know about anyone else, but when you're nervous, I just feel like the whole room heats up so much. So ensuring you're wearing something professional, but light and airy and comfortable is key. Next thing, make sure you have a good night's sleep. I did an hour and a half of yoga the night before, went for a long walk, read my book, and didn't look at anything to do with the interview until about an hour before my interview. I think keeping a steady mind and keeping focused is so important instead of overanalyzing and wiping yourself out and just being overwhelmed and a bit hyper and that stressful energy can definitely be picked up across a virtual environment not just in person so that is something as well I would get your headspace ready your physical body ready eat enough sleep enough have a quick shower before the interview and just get yourself ready and settled And then the interview starts. I would definitely make sure five minutes before you're on the call. Those five minutes I was listening to Breathe by Blue Cantrell and Sean Paul. I know what a banger. But definitely have a song that gets you in a good mood, gets you in a positive mindset and just gets you in a good, good vibe, good energy. And 
have that and maintain that through your interview. Also, wherever you're doing the interview, whether it's sitting or standing, make sure your area is set up. The night before, I will actually insert a video on Instagram. I had my laptop and my monitor stacked on three book boxes, several cookery books, and God knows what else, because I knew myself I wanted to stand up, but I had to have my laptop webcam at eye level, and also my monitor not too far above it or below it, and I was also in heels. So at five, six, plus another four inches, that's a lot of stacking of books and shoe boxes so that's another thing to practice to make sure you're comfortable with your setup and it suits you and your style of presentation again it sounds like I'm being really pedantic here but I think the specifics will be really beneficial to anyone doing an interview going forward so you have your music pumped you've eaten enough but not too much you've drank enough water but not too much and you're ready to go and you're in that good mind frame And now it's time for the interview. So you're on the call. People start joining the call. I made it my business to ask them all how they were, how their day was so far, thanking them for sharing the Friday afternoon with me. Obviously don't be that person trying to crack jokes, but if you can kind of welcome them in as well and set the tone for the next hour and also thank them for being there. I think those little things go a long way. And don't be afraid to say, I'm in good form. I'm a little nervous, but I'm just really excited. And thank you for taking the time. Being honest and sharing that with them, in my experience, worked well. So you start presenting your slides. I think I had about 17, but they weren't all talking slides. Some of them were kind of click through transition. What worked well for me was that at about 10 slides in, I think I was about 20 minutes in, And I said, okay, guys, we're about just over halfway through. We're about 20, 25 minutes into the presentation. Just to let you know, do you have any questions at this time? We'll have more questions at the end. And by showing them that you're in control of the presentation, you know your presentation, and you're also welcoming that engagement, I think also speaks volumes and really does stand to you as you are in the interview. So I think my interview slide deck wrapped up at about 45 minutes past and I was really happy with that because I knew I would want 10 minutes at the end for Q&A, another five minutes to have a quick chat or give them back time. But I had gotten enough across and spoken enough about why I wanted to be on that particular team to hopefully get me the role. So 45 minutes past, I said, well, So the three of you guys on the call, thank you so much for taking the time. I would now like to welcome more questions. If anyone wants to revisit slides or talk through anything about my role to date, I would be happy to answer those questions. But I would also like to ask you guys one or two questions at the end if if we have time. And I think as well, setting that agenda again and reminding everyone why you're there, why you want the job, and also controlling the space and controlling the event well. It also puts a good light on you. So that's another tip I would recommend. So we had the questions. 
they asked me questions, I asked them questions. And I wasn't afraid to say, oh, when you met with me last week for that half an hour, something you said really stood to me. And that's why I actually put it into this particular panel because I thought that was a great point. Or I hadn't thought of that before and I really valued our conversation, so thank you so much. I think as Irish people, sometimes, especially me a couple of years ago, I was often afraid to, I don't know, almost sound American. I don't mean that in a bad way or a good way or whatever way, but you know, like that really spoke a lot to me or I really value that. A lot of Irish people might say, oh, for God's sake, or geez, like a bit much, or I don't know, there's, I think us Irish people sometimes are afraid to be too confident or come across as arrogant or we're too humble sometimes and that hour you have is your time to show this group of established professional intelligent successful people that you're the right fit and if you're going up against 14 other people and you're number 15 and you're the last interview of the week you want to stand out and you want to come across as your personality for sure because you don't want to change for anyone because you are you and that's I suppose your skill and that's your strength but you also want them to know that you're not afraid to get the job done you know you're good enough because you've worked so hard you're confident you can do the job you're confident that they need you on their team and that you can fill that gap or you can make an impact or you can be of benefit or add to their already fantastic team. If there's ever a time to shine and take control and really utilize that time that they've given you to show them what you've got, I personally wouldn't be using that time to be self-deprecating or taking yourself down or talking too much about your weaknesses and not enough about your strengths. There definitely is a balance and it will never be perfect because you have three to four or six or whomever many people who are different with different needs, different challenges, different backgrounds and different personalities and you're never going to suit them all. However, when we are doing the pre-interviews and meeting them, that was your time to gauge what they were like, what they were looking for in their team what gaps they had and whether you'd be a good fit or you might have asked them in the pre-interview that catch-up time what are the three characteristics you look for in a candidate or your current team I'm sure you think they're fantastic you pick them you handpick them but what's missing or what skill set or what role is missing from that team that perhaps I could bring to the table and then in your presentation, you might show them that gap. Or look, you said this is a problem. I've come up with a potential solution. What do you think? Engage with me. Let's have a discussion. Oh, this is not what you're looking for. What are you looking for? That's a great point. And showing that you're proactive and that you want to make a change, I think is super attractive in joining a team. So I suppose that's what the interview process was like for me. I personally think those tips that people shared with me as well I certainly didn't make this up and I wasn't the first person to I'm sure give these tips and tricks to anyone but these are the tips and tricks I've picked up along the way
for an internal interview and they have benefited me so much and thankfully it's successful I found out a week later it was an awfully long week um, <laughs> but it was worth it and I got the role and I was delighted and I too got feedback good and bad because no interview is ever perfect and getting that negative feedback as well as positive feedback it's a great thing because now that gives you a chance to keep working on yourself keep developing and keep growing so when you join that team you can say look remember a month or two ago or three months ago when you mentioned that I'm too much of a people person or I lack a bit of spunk or I talk too fast or whatever whatever the constructive criticism was I've actually been spending time with other people on the team or I've been trying to work on that by you know trying to be more um what's the word on a mission with my what I want or more direct or just kind of at the end of the day working on myself and these are the books I read or the course I did online or just the training I got internally from senior managers to help with these weaknesses and then you've already benefited again so I definitely think the interview process the feedback the lead up as terrifying as it can be as draining and emotionally exhausting as the whole process can be you're winning at the end of the day whether that's getting good feedback negative feedback you're learning you're meeting new people you are growing your network and you're also figuring out yourself what you want as a next step because I don't think any of our generation is happy to stay in a position for long term and I don't think anyone is happy to be stuck or not be challenged and growing and any interview whether you get it or you don't is a growth experience and that's my take on internal or virtual interviews. And now to get into external interviews. Lots of the tips intertwine. So with external, I'll keep this shorter and more succinct. When I was applying as an external to my current company, I did a few things as well similar speaking with anyone I knew in the company and anyone I didn't know, looking them up on LinkedIn, connecting with them, sending them a message and asking for 15 minutes of their time over Zoom or Hangouts or Teams to get to know them, get to know the pros and cons of the company and also decipher if it would be a good fit for me and a good move from my career to interview for that company. Now all of these are super important but one thing is never be afraid to reach out to somebody on LinkedIn. The amount of people who've slid into my DMs, hey Jess hope you don't mind me reaching out, my name is X, I'm looking for a role in the company you work in, do you mind if we have 10 minutes for a chat? next week will be really interested. I have never said no and I will never say no because it's 10 minutes 
we all have 10 minutes. And also, with lots of companies, there are referral fees. You get a referral bonus if you refer somebody in. So I can promise you that if you message somebody in a tech company or another company, they will definitely give you their time if you're, if you're interested because they will also benefit from it as well. So that's another thing to bear in mind and something to acknowledge when you're reaching out and if you're afraid. That's number one, what I would do if I was external. If I didn't know people in the company, LinkedIn. If I did, speak to the people in that company, but also reach out to people on LinkedIn because that way you're getting both sides. People you know could be saying, oh, it's amazing, I love it, it's amazing. The people on LinkedIn might say, look, there's this many pros, this many cons, putting everything on the table, you make up your mind. So that way you have a a better overall view of your potential next role or the company you want to join. Now after that, again, ask about presentations. Do they know anyone with past presentation decks that they could share, ideas that they have, or the style of people in the company that could potentially be hiring you? Because when you're internal, you can just Gchat or Slack or send an email because you can see the organizational chart and it's a lot easier. When you're external, you don't have that company sensitive information at your hands. And that's why asking for any previous decks or asking for the style of hiring managers you're potentially interviewing for, that insider knowledge will definitely benefit you as well. Another great way is going on Glassdoor. Glassdoor is really good for seeing the pros and cons of different roles, the potential salaries, and also the kind of people that work there and where they also have worked in the past. This also helps you build a bigger picture. And another one is Trustpilot. Trustpilot is a handy review site as well where people actually review the company and the products. And that way, you know the customers of that company. And when you're going for interview, knowing the stock price or the share price, whatever, if they're public, knowing any media business or any press they've recently had, where they're going, their growth strategies, if that's available on the internet, reading you know, CNN Finance or reading Business Insider or Financial Times or The Economist, trying to get an overall view of the company as well, Because sometimes they might ask you, you know, oh, where do you think we're going with the company or something like that? And it's good to have a bit of a story that you can share with them and also continue that conversation. But the number one thing I would tell you to prepare is for this question. Why do you want to work for us? Why do you want to work in sales? Why do you want to work in strategy? Why do you want to work in finance? And if you can't answer that, I can assure you, you're not getting the job. So having a point of view of the company, having a point of view of your direction, of where you want to go, why you want to go there, your resilience, what you've done to date, how that has impacted you to date, and the knowledge and experience you can bring from past roles into your new role, your fresh eyes, your multitasking, your managing stakeholders, all of these amazing skills that you've developed and how you can bring this as an external 
into this company as fresh eyes will 100% impact you for the better in an external job interview. So these are my tips and tricks for getting, passing, getting through emotionally, physically, spiritually, surviving a pre, during and post interview process for a company. So I hope this is helpful to you. I'm not sure if it was. Um, I would really love your feedback, whether that's on Instagram DMs or whether that's leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Acast or any way you listen to this podcast. There are definitely some things I touched on and I didn't touch on. I'm sure I could have spoken about this for hours. I would actually love to get a recruiter on to discuss this with as well because I'm sure they are well versed in an interview process as well. But also virtual interviews are hard. Understanding the room when you can see a few faces on the screens keeping them engaged and not feeling the proper body language is very difficult. So having the pre-work done just makes it that bit easier and anything you can do to make the process that bit easier when it is so terrifying and so nerve-wracking and really stressful, being honest, will do the world a good. So it's September. We're six months in lockdown. What have you learned in the past six months? Are you happy in your job? Do you want to promote? Do you want to leave? Do you want to go another direction? What have these past six months working or not working taught you? And also, what are you thinking now? Where do you want to go next? I started up this podcast in May, the end of May, because I was listening to so many podcasts about billionaires and millionaires and all of these amazing people doing amazing things. But I wanted to share what amazing people I knew and their amazing stories. And I want to continue to do so. But it is all about taking that first step. So I hope listening to this today has given you the motivation and inspiration to take that first step in conducting, preparing and taking part and hopefully being extremely successful in a virtual interview process. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye.